Quick side note, I need to say this. Um, notice that, that, talking about pregnancy and all that stuff, notice that God did not put Jesus in the belly of Joseph. Some of y'all know where I'm going with this. Y'all, I'm getting flagged. I'm getting flagged. I can feel it coming. One reason is, one reason he didn't do that is because, men, we struggle with the cold. And he knew, nope, they will die. I can't, every man will die. That cannot happen. So he goes to Mary. But uh, one of the main reasons is that men cannot bear children. Believe it or not, uh, a biological woman is the only being that can bear a child. And I know that that sounds very elementary and very basic, like duh, but in 2023, duh doesn't do it anymore. Facts have been replaced by feelings. But regardless of how you feel, how gender neutral or non-conforming or liquid you may feel, you have to know that men cannot have babies. That should not be a controversial statement. And you may think it's going on everywhere else in the world, but I'm telling you, it's here right now. It's here right now. God created a man to be a man and a woman to be a woman with nothing in between. And right now at this very moment, now I'll keep this PG, right now at this very moment, they're trying to put baby-making parts in uh, men so that they can bear children. It's just another way that modern society are selfish. Modern society is trying to corrupt and destroy God's creation and what it really means to be a woman. Okay, and it actually makes sense because real women are vital in the house of God. They're crucial to the calling of his church and they're essential for the growth of the kingdom. Why wouldn't the enemy do everything he can do to mess that up? And, and listen to me, ladies in the house, we're gonna get back to Mother's Day in a second. Listen to me, if you're watching online, ladies, I believe now more than ever, women need to stand up and start speaking out against this madness. Don't accept it. Don't bow down to it. When a man wins woman of the year, it's time to speak up. Yeah. Hear me on this. When we choose not to speak truth in the face of deception, we give it permission to thrive. I'm going to say it again. When we choose not to speak truth in the face of deception, we give it permission to thrive. And you have to know the only thing more dangerous than people who do evil are people who see evil and say nothing about it. Silence in the presence of sin is the biggest endorsement of it. Okay, back to Mary. Back to Mother's Day. Here we go. If we're still online. Not only is the highest of all angels, the mightiest of all angels, Gabriel, standing in Mary's presence and telling her about this supernatural thing that's going to happen and, and, and she's going to have a son. And oh, by the way, that son is literally going to be the Messiah that, that humanity's been waiting on since the beginning of time. But he also says that the Holy Spirit is going to make the whole thing happen. And this is totally nuts, totally unreal. This is hard to believe at the very best. And the angel could sense that. So he leaves her with this statement. Before he goes, he says this. This is so important. It's almost like he is saying, I know you're going to doubt what I'm telling you. I know that what I'm saying sounds unbelievable, and I know in the days coming, you're going to try to convince yourself that this isn't going to happen, that it was all a crazy dream, nobody's going to believe this, and it won't be easy, but you have to know that in this next verse. Here it is. 
No word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Gabriel's like, I know this is really hard to grasp, but hear me again. No word from God will ever fail. And that's a word for somebody in this house this morning. That's a word for somebody watching on this, online this morning. No word from God will ever fail. Maybe you're here this morning. There's a mom in the place today, and you have a wayward son or a wayward daughter or maybe a marriage that isn't looking like you thought it would look, and you're doubting if you're ever going to get your kids to come to the Lord or if your marriage can ever be restored. And you've been praying, and you've been contending for them and for it behind the scenes. You have to know that no word from God will ever fail. And the word that I read says, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. That means no matter what you may see with your eyes or how long it's been since you've seen progress, keep on praying because God is faithful. He's a way-making God. He's a miracle-working God. He's a promise-keeping God, and he will keep his promise to you. And listen, I, I, I don't know what that looks like, For you, I don't know how your story ends. I cannot provide you with certainty, but I can provide you with clarity. And scripture is very clear that God is good. It is very clear that God is with you and he is able to bring a dead thing back to life. There's no person too far gone. There's no situation too far gone for the king of creation. No word from God will ever fail. Mothers, keep on praying. And before we get to the key verse this morning, uh, which, is, which is up next, I want you to consider something that maybe when you've read through this, you haven't thought about. Something from Mary's perspective. Like, obviously, God really, really thinks a lot of Mary, okay? And that is wonderful. That's incredible. But as holy as this moment is, think about this just for a second. Mary probably had a vision for her future outside of this. Mary probably had an idea of what her and Joseph's Life was going to look like a simple, quiet life living by the River Jordan with kids and grandkids and all that stuff. But it's at this very moment that everything she had planned came to an end. Now hear me, I want to make very, very clear I say this. There is no higher honor than being the mother of the Savior. We've established that, okay? Let's get that straight. But it was because of this moment, okay, that people would think she was running around on Joseph. It was because of this moment that all tri- kinds of drama would break out in the community. She would have some, some heartache. There would be some pain. There would be some doubt, some worry, fear. That quiet life that she wanted, that was over. And I know you've heard it said that if it's God, it's good, but that isn't always necessarily the case. Sometimes God will lead you right into the middle of a storm, but hear me, the proof of the presence of God is not the absence of a storm, but his son or daughter's ability to stand up in the middle of it. The proof of the presence of God is not in the absence of a storm, but in his son or daughter's ability to stand up in the middle of it. And and maybe you may have had a plan for your life this morning, mothers, families in the room. You may have had this idea of what you thought your future was going to look like, and maybe it isn't quite turning out the way you thought it would. Mary was there long before you were. And you may not be able to turn back time and change any things, but you can start right now and begin to change the future because God still has a plan for you. God still has a plan for your kids, for your husband, for your marriage, for your future. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And that future may well include some pain, just like Mary's situation and some confusion and some frustrations. 
That's life. That's called being a human. God never promised to take you out of the storm, but he did promise to be with you in the middle of it. So I just encourage all the mothers in this room to keep making trips to the prayer closet. Keep speaking truth to your kids, to your husbands. Keep loving and contending and waging war for the future of your family because our country, our world, that's what this world needs. Mothers that are willing to stay in the closet and keep praying and keep digging in and believing. God hears you, God is with you, and God calls you blessed and highly favored. Okay, okay, one more thing before we get to the key verse. I want you to notice that, that what Mary says here in just a second, she doesn't ask a thousand questions. She's not angry about anything. She's not bitter about anything because life isn't looking like she thought it was going to look. She's just been told that she's going to be the mother of the Savior. Like, women, can you imagine being in this moment? An angel appears and says, you are going to be the mother of the Messiah. Like that, would you say there's a lot of weight associated with that? A lot of pressure? A little bit, maybe? Yeah. And I'm certain that there are some mothers in this room right now that feel the weight of the world on their shoulders, raising God, godly kids in a godless generation, trying to keep up with your job and the house and the bills and the people and all of the selfless things that you do. It's heavy. It's heavy. And the truth is, men, there are a lot of moms that are really good at acting like everything is okay, but on the inside, they're crying out for help. And a lot of the time, men, if you're anything like me, we're too hard-headed to see it. Any hard-headed men in here? Watch out, watch out, wives. Don't watch out. And I'm, I'm here to tell the men this morning, man to man, step up to the plate. Man up. I'm talking to myself too. I need to do more. I need to help around the house more. I need to be checking in with my wife more to make sure that she has what she needs and that she has everything that she needs to succeed. And that's what we're supposed to do. Because even though some of the mothers in this room may be acting like everything is okay, on the inside they could be drowning. Okay, and it's our job to pull them up out of that water so they can breathe. You guys with me so far? You guys are halfway with me, and that's, I'll take that. So with all that being said, and Mary having the weight of raising the Savior of humanity on her shoulders, feeling all the same feelings that you would feel that we just talked about, look at what she says. This is the key verse. This whole message, this whole series about being selfless could all be summed up with this one statement, this one selfless statement. You ready for it? Here it is. This is what Mary says. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled then the angel left her. Mary said, in light of all the things Gabriel has just told me, in light of all the bombs that he just dropped and all the weight and the pressure that was just placed on my shoulders, knowing that her future was challenging and uncertain at best, she said, nevertheless, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be as he says. Even though I had plans, nevertheless, your will be done. Mary takes the position of a servant even though she is the mother of the Savior. Mary takes the position of a servant, even though, you get that? 